Hello again, friends, and welcome back to the uh, Triangle Anime and Manga Review. I'm your power pitcher with the Eye of Destiny, Logan, and here with me today is uh, Baby Step Tennis Extraordinaire, Ozzy Chavez. How's it going, Ozzy? Baby Step. Uh, it's going great. Um, thank you for the you know generous introduction. I thought you were going to say I was the catcher and it was going to sound kind of you know, homosexual. Nothing wrong with being homosexual, but it was just like, I don't know if you're going to go down that route or not. I'm the pitcher, you're the catcher. I'm like, no, no, no. No, I mean, I figure since I got you interested in tennis, I figure I'd go the baby step route. That is actually a manga. I don't think it's gotten an anime inter- introduction yet. But Okay. It's about a. I do. I mean, the only tennis anime I know is the one. The the, the one is uh, Prince of Tennis, right? Yeah. Everyone knows Prince of Tennis. That one's pretty popular. But yeah, now this uh, this one's uh, famous for how long it's taking the guy to develop. I guess, for lack of a better term. But anyway, well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that more in a bit because if our fans haven't noticed, we are this week we're going to be discussing sports anime. So Ooh, I think. Favorite think part of why we picked this was you know we've been talking about sports a lot over here in america the march madness just wrapped up with probably the most exciting game not being the final uh that's yeah. true yeah baseball season started so that's always fun and then of course the masters is wrapping up right now uh, oh yeah that's right um Mats- I, I i saw that uh what's his name matsuyama Jason. no Oh, you're yeah, gonna... the, he, he took him over. He took him over yesterday, right? Yeah, Justin Rose was the top guy, and Justin, he and he has not done well. Uh, Matsuyama. So I don't know if we have any listeners in Japan, but if they are, that Matsuyama ended up taking the uh, Masters. I'm not sure. Oh, if... so he did win. I didn't know when if it was finished or not. It's pretty much over. He would have to blow a pretty significant lead. Uh... Nice. So you can get a new episode of the Losers. Yeah. Nah. He's yeah he he already won it I think that they've already okay. crowned him, uh, but yeah so obviously and I mean I I would say that summer is probably not our favorite, um yeah it's, he is Japan's first uh, Masters champion I, I wanted to say that but I didn't know for certain but ESPN does ESPN knows um so anyway point point being. There's a lot of good sports going on right now in America, and it's probably not our favorite time of year. Uh, if you're American, you know the best time of year is probably football season in the fall. But yep. there is a whole lot going on right now to be excited about. Um, so we figure we kind of touch on this kind of culture clash that is surrounded by uh, manga and sports and the intersection of sports manga so ozzy if you kind of want to touch on it first i know that (laughs) this is something sports manga or anime is something that you're traditionally kind of critical of i mean i'm not going to say that you don't have your favorites but i think you do have in the past made some comments to me that would seem to indicate that maybe you're a little more particular about your sports anime uh let's say does that sound reasonable? Yeah, I would say that's reasonable. Um, so, I guess I, I love sports. I'm, I'm a big sports fan. Um, I mean, I always kind of grew up in sports, played sports a little bit. Wasn't you know I'm not the most athletic person, so never really got too serious into playing sports. 
but I did play pretty much all the way into high school. Um, I only played basketball, so uh, but I appreciate all sports. Um, you know, the big few being football, basketball, um, and baseball, soccer. Um, as a Hispanic, um, soccer is big. So, you know, I like sports. I like keeping up with sports. I love, you know, the whole dynamic of, you know, playing sports. So when I look at anime, I guess it's because, especially when I was growing up and when I was developing my taste for anime and manga, um, I liked fantasy-like things, right? I liked something that was not of the norm, nothing that I could see in real life. So I think that was the first thing that kind of put me off or made me like not interested right away, is that sports, I see those in real life. Why do I want to watch an anime or a manga about it? It's like, whatever, I can see it. I mean, I idolized Kobe, you know, I watched, you know, the Tom Brady era come into full effect. Like, I can see some of the best things that you could, you would not even be able to write on paper happen on the screen, you know? So, um, I wasn't big into animes that were sport, sport animes, um, and I would never really read a sports manga. Like, that was the worst thing I could think of. Like, why do I want to read sports-related comics or manga? Like, that's, it's so exciting to see it in live. Animes make sense. But manga, why do I want to watch stills of sports, right? Um, but, you know, times have changed. I've changed. So we'll get into that. Um, but I was just critical. That was the biggest aspect for me. It's just like, I don't want to see real life. I want to see some fantasy. And I'm sure you can dramatize sports. But then, like, in my eyes, it's like, if you dramatize it, it takes away the the specialness of when people can achieve these such heights of athleticism. And that's what makes sports great. So when you dramatize it and like, oh, this guy has superpowers. He can kick a ball super hard. It's like, well, then that takes away the specialness of sports to me. So um, that's why it was always hard for me to get into it yeah and i i don't want to speak for everybody because obviously different people have their different reasons for getting into things i would say the tough part that a lot of people have between manga and uh, sports or you know even just comic books and sports animation and sports you know the they're kind of conflicting cultures you know you don't traditionally for thus in America, if you're not into manga, you don't traditionally view somebody who's like really into comic books also being really into sports. I mean, that's not to say that it doesn't happen, but your image of a sports fan and your image of a comic book f- fan or nerd or whatever you want to call it does not necessarily overlap. And so it's kind of a strange thing to wrap your head around. What I tend to find from... The people I interact with, though, is the biggest kind of deterrence from getting into those is not the idea of having the sports in a, you know, fictionalized version itself. It's more kind of the WWE mentality, which is like if you know if the writer knows what the story, how the result is going to be, then is it really a sport? Because it's essentially rigged and that, that becomes a whole conversation in of itself so essentially there's like a determinism there that some people seem to really take issue with where it's like part of what makes sports magical is you don't know what's gonna happen that's true whereas whereas, you can't you can't write the endings of sports i mean yeah it's sometimes it's predictable based off of stats and stuff but you don't see that in you know in a fictional situation right 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, you can simulate, you know, fantastic endings. I mean, again, we were talking about March Madness, the way the Gonzaga UCLA game ended, uh, which I'm not going to go into in depth about that, but it ended on a crazy overtime last second shot to oversimplify things greatly. Um, you know, you can, you can simulate that in a story, but it's one thing to see it live and see it play out in front of you and another to be like, oh my gosh, it's all built up to, you know, have somebody kind of try and lead you down that path in right. a novelization, essentially. That's true, because like, in, in sports, like, sometimes you'll watch a game, like, we watch the the, the, the final of the of the of March Madness and I watched it expecting something and I did not get what I expected like it was like even if the team that I was kind of rooting for didn't win like the quality of the game wasn't as good like sometimes you know in like animes and stories telling like that you can't really have that because I feel like the reader wants to get the most action out of every scenario and when you write it like that, you're kind of knowing, like, oh, this may end up coming down to the to the last shot, or this may end up being where they come back and they win. But in real life, like sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't, right? Yeah, and I mean that can have its detriments and its uh, pluses, but I think we'll talk about that a little more as we get into it. Uh, so, first off, let's kind of get into though. Why sports and anime manga exist. Uh, so, I think first off, as we kind of touched on, it's one of the easier stories to simulate. You don't need to make up a imaginary world with its own rules. You can just pretty much set it up in any time period in the world, in any location in the world, and people can be like, "Oh yeah, I have I have an understanding because." This is a sport that's been played for hundreds of years. We know what the rules are. We know how it works. You don't have to get overly... You don't have to do... I think Quidditch is a good example. You don't have to make up a sport and then make a totally game-breaking rule of the sport and be like, well, why do you even have the rest of this sport then? I mean, Quidditch and the Golden Snitch I always find hilarious to me. Where it's just like, so everything else is irrelevant. Got it. All right, cool. Sure. I think, and with that, it allows you to... Um, since you already kind of have a, a not a necessarily storyline, but a setting and a driving force for your plot, it allows you to be a little creative in other aspects if you want to be creative um, as well. I mean, sometimes if you know, like, hey, this is what it's about. This is what's going to drive me. My characters are obviously going to build be built a certain way because it's a sport, right? I mean, you're not going to have this huge overweight guy playing basketball against these tall, skinny dudes. I mean, no offense, it's just, like, it kind of helps you melt, like, put things together quicker, in a way. Yeah, and, I mean, like we said, I think it does also kind of allow you to get, to focus more on the characters as well. I mean, you are touching on some of the characters in real life. I mean, Kobe was a, you know, he had a lot of ups and downs for lack of a, for Again, oversimplification's sake, he had his like negative moments with the uh, sex scandal, or I guess what was it the abuse scandal. Um, but he also had many positives, and the fact that he spent his entire career with the Lakers, which no one really does that, spends their entire team time with one NBA team. That just doesn't happen, no matter what people want to think. 
And, uh, yeah, you know, Kobe's, like, a great guy. So when you have this kind of thought, when you have this kind of system set up and you also know that there are crazy, wild characters out there who do crazy stuff, it does make it easier for you. I mean, like, yeah. uh, I think, I forget his name, but there was, like, a golfer who would get, like, super drunk before every round and he would go out there, but he would still, was one of the top 20 in the world for the longest time. Like, I, mean, yeah. I sure, I sure hope that, like, that that that's what people do. I mean, how else are you supposed to enjoy uh, golf if you can't get drunk? <laughs> uh, I, I don't like, know. Like, I don't understand how you can do a whole Masters weekend without having something to drink on. I mean, I know you probably can't drink on the course, but like before, like actually get hammered and go out there and putt some putts, dog. I worked. I worked at a country club. Uh, I'm pretty sure most people on the course were drunk, but those were right, not. Yeah, those I mean, were also like not. Golf, which is not, you know, it's the closest thing to golf. And, you know, we got beers. We got beers out there. I mean, you think we're just throwing discs. We're throwing discs and cracking beers over. But I think I will say that I don't think that – I also think that most of the people out there fucking around are probably not professionals. So what do what, what? Yeah. So, I mean, professionals. I want to see professionals out there just throwing it back and being like, all right, it's time to just slam this in for an eagle. Yeah, but I mean another example, I think uh, I've told you this story and I'm sure people online are familiar with it. There was a pitcher for the Pirates who got – really high on LSD before a game because he forgot he was pitching that day and he threw like a no hitter uh, while on while high on LSD and he's like I don't even remember doing it I was that high I don't remember anything about it I just know that they told me I did it and uh, it was in the newspaper so clearly it happened so yeah I mean stuff like that happens and then you've got I'm trying to think of a really eccentric person right now I don't think we have one in current sports but you know you've got like the metal world pieces and the uh gosh uh all the crazy you know the old detroit pistons where it's like they're all wild athletes who are out to you know True. get very in your face very, and they're yeah. very they're oh, very right. aggressive they will fight they are the to them it is more important to be in a fight than it is to win the game um, so, you know, there, there are those people in sports. And when you know, it's one thing to be like, you know, we can make a crazy character in like this space galaxy thing, but it adds a hint of realism when you can have a real setting and see somebody who's like just completely nutty. It does add to the story. Um, uh, any, any other thoughts before we move on to our next topic? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and I think because... You're, you're basing in your anime or your story off of sports. It allows you to already have people be interested, right? Because sometimes you can write a story, an anime, a manga, and it's so out there, or even it might be so slow, or it's something about it that people don't gravitate towards it easily. It might take a little bit more convincing. But if you have sports fans, if you are the most avid, like, avid like baseball fan, and you love anime and manga... That may be something that you're automatically, like, you don't even care. Like, you're just like, it's a baseball anime, I'm going to watch it. And, you know, obviously you're going to pick which one you don't like and which one you do, but that's already gets, like, people's fans in the door when it's when it's something like sports, because people love sports, like, throughout the world. Like, not everyone likes galaxy, like, Star Wars stories, but everyone almost has some sport that they like. So it's easy to kind of get interest and get fans when you're writing, when you're doing sports. Not that it makes it easy to write a good story, because, you know, we'll get there, we'll talk about that, 
but I think it makes it easier to be able to develop a story when you already kind of have fans, right? Well, and I, that's a fair point I'd never thought about, where I think a lot of stories in manga you'll see, and maybe this is partly because of the editing, like a story will start one way and then it'll kind of change into something else because they realize that people aren't coming to the story for, you know, whatever they drew it up as originally. You know, I think uh, Aruma, I I don't remember the full name, the Aruma manga that's currently running in Shonen Jump where it started off as like a funny comedy about a kid getting dragged to the demon world and now it's kind of turned into this action story out of nowhere. And But you don't see that with sports manga or you don't need that because it's already got that baseline and more than likely if you're into whatever that sport is or you're curious about it, you're going to start you're going to read it at least for the first few chapters to be like huh want to know what more about what they're doing here so yeah i think that's fair um so next up we're going to go ahead and talk about what defines a sports manga and i pulled all these names off of wikipedia i'm not going to lie some of these don't get upset with me ozzy because some of these i don't agree with either i'm just throwing them out there because they were on wikipedia i remember your reaction when I told you that Speed Racer was on the list, and I was like, "Dude, don't get angry at me." It's just what. Well, I mean, I wasn't upset about it. I was just kind of like, I mean, it, it was more shocking because I was like, I mean, yes, racing is a sport, but I just didn't really think about. I mean, that's not what I think about, but I think that's what makes sports anime a little bit more complex than I gave it the its first, you know, go around. So I kind of wanted to transfer into the crazier ones, but since we're already talking about Speed Racer, so uh, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with that one. It's uh, it's the crazy car racing anime from the 70s and 80s. They actually made a movie about it, I think, in the 2000s. Yeah, I would think I, I would think most people have some familiarity with it, but yeah, I think uh, as I had a hard time with this one because you're right, Ozzy, at its core, it is technically racing, but pretty much everything else about it is there's no real basis or rules for anything they're doing. So I don't, I have a hard time calling it any kind of real sport, I guess, but I I don't know. What what are your thoughts? I, I know you seem to have a stronger passion. Do you consider it more of like a drama or how would you categorize it? I would see that more of a sports anime. I haven't seen a lot of it. Um, I know about it. I, you know, I maybe have seen more of that than I have of some other bigger ones. Like, uh, I know we we're going to talk about Baki. Like, I don't, I know about Baki, but I haven't seen anything. But I have seen some sports speed racer. But with Baki, I would not call that a sports anime. Really, uh, I think there's a difference between being a sport, being an anime and having sports in it and being a sports anime and like speed racer from what i see like a lot of it does revolve around him kind of racing but like something like baki that's like more action and sure the sport is you know fighting but it's not driving to be a sports anime it's driving for action using sports right yeah Um, and i guess maybe speed racer is kind of like that you know it's it's you know having more interactions and being more about the world and then you know we do race i mean uh so it's a little different i guess uh, so, but i'm not as upset about speed racer now that i think about it it's just when you said it i was just like damn i didn't even think about it like that but you know 
I mean, I think in America you might qualify it as more of a like thriller type of movie because it's definitely not. Yeah, it's not really a racing movie. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but not really. I don't know. It's 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 tough, man. I mean, like, do we consider Cars like the animated movie Cars? Do we consider that to be a racing movie? I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a real life scenario where like. Okay, so like uh, Fast and the Furious, like yeah, Fast and the Furious. I think that's a perfect uh, example, um, especially the later ones. Like there was a story to be told. There was racing in it, but I don't think the racing really drove anything. Uh, pun intended. Anything about the story? I think the people behind it were like the interactions between people and the subplot in that movie. Which, if you want to, the first one maybe was about smuggling and drugs and dealing with you know a cop becoming friends. With the group um but racing was there but was it really about racing was the racing what drove people to be better and was it something where i could say oh i love watching the race scenes like not really so i think that's kind of what it is here with certain other animes where you're like yeah there's a sport in there but it's not really about sports yeah it's not an anime i mean sports. the only key difference with speed racer is i guess the motivation of the main character whereas in uh fast and furious it's pretty clear that while Dom is really big on being the fastest racer, it's not really what motivates him, whereas I think Speed Racer is really motivated to be the best racer. So I think that's the only key difference, but I, I think you're right. The way well, I, was, you... I was saying that in, in general about other ones. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of Speed Racer, um, so I can't say that's exactly the same, but you know, just to relate, right? Well, I guess the way I would classify it is Speed Racer is a drama that is told through racing but it's not a story about racing itself it's not about you know the actual actions of like driving Ah, gets into a gray area yeah it's not about the actual driving and then the learning of like oh this is how you handle it in a different racing situation you know but i think that's what makes sports you know sports anime like i said i've learned i have learned now i've learned the error of my ways um I mean, that could be a baseball pun if we were talking about baseball. Um, but I've learned there in my ways that it is more complex for sports anime. It's not just them, you know, playing the sport and that's it. That's the anime or the manga. There's more to it, right? I mean, there's people who would look at Speed Racer or look at Baki and be like, yeah, that's sports to me. But to me, it just doesn't. That's not the sport that I can relate to, I guess. It's not the sport that I would watch in, in real life. So maybe that's why I don't see that anime or manga as you know, a ideal or go-to sports anime, right? Yeah, well, and it's tough because it, there's, again, like we were even talking about, there's kind of a gray area in the definition itself. But let's go through the rest of the list. So, okay, Hajime no Ippo. So, pretty sure that's definitely a sports manga because that is clearly set. Yeah. Uh, for those not familiar, that is the boxing manga or I guess the premier boxing manga of Japan, uh, where so Ippo is a weak kid. He through a series of events takes up boxing and ends up becoming the featherweight champion of the world over or no of Japan. I don't think he ever became the champion of the world. I might be wrong. Well, dude, spoilers, man. This is a uh, new manga. Over the course of like a thousand chapters, <laughs> so yeah. So it's not new. It's, no, it's like yeah. one of the most famous and one of the most better ones too from what i understand like i've heard a lot about it i think 
um, when, when you first told me it's like over a thousand chapters, like that's so stupid. But like, really, that's sports, right? Sports never ends. Every year you have a new season. There's training. There's new goals. Obviously, you know, there may be an ending in sight, but, you know, if he's just striving to be the best, then there's never really an end because you can always find something to improve on. That's what makes sports so good. Well, and the, the other thing that Ipo gets really uh, celebrated for is kind of what we were talking about with Baby Steps, where the tennis manga, where uh, Ipo really does start from, like, zero. I mean, he's got some strength because of the job he does, but he basically starts with no boxing experience whatsoever, and it does take him, like, a couple hundred chapters before he becomes, I think, what most people would consider to be a serious boxer. And, you know, in a lot of other stories, they would have sped that process up. But Ippo, they really go all in on uh, emphasizing how difficult it is to get to where he wants to be. And they do, you know, it's it's an all-real story. There's no fake superpowers. They do do put some emphasis on the drawings. But I don't think anything they do in the story is anything that anyone else can't do with training. And I just don't know enough about boxing to say much about the techniques, but I do think that everything they do is pretty much what's there. So yeah, Ippo, that is clearly a sports manga because it's clearly about somebody striving for the goal of being the best boxer. And then all the stuff that happens around that is secondary. Next up, next up Haikyuu. Now I'll let you take this one, Ozzy, because you, you actually turned me on to Haikyuu, but... I mean, that's also pretty clearly a sports manga, right? Or anime. Oh, yeah. So, in my, in my definition, this is an ideal sports manga. Or an anime. Especially anime. Um, and Haikyuu is a anime manga about volleyball. Um, and it has to do with high school. It's the setting of high school. All these kids who are in Japan, based in Japan. These kids getting into their, their sport of choice. And all these kids are huge volleyball fans. Uh, and it goes... It's pretty much... Um, a story about this one school. Um, let me see if I can remember the name of the school. Uh, I forgot. I know they were the Ravens, I think is what they were called. The Blackbirds uh, or something, yeah. Uh, something like that. But it's about them and forming their team, um, I guess, with getting a bunch of different guys from different places to go to the school and them becoming you know, a top league team. Um, but... It is, it is one of the sports animes that I got into, you know, within the last two years, last year or so, um, after, you know, not watching sports anime ever, and I love this anime. It's so well done. I think it does a good job of really showing you the in and outs of volleyball and really making it about the, the team itself, because volleyball is a very huge team sport, right? Um, every position is important. Every person kind of gets to do a little bit of everything, but... Each person has something that they specialize in, and they do a good job of covering everybody. It's great. If you love volleyball, um, the action sequences are really great. Um, the, the protagonists in there are actually really good. It's a set of two protagonists, and they kind of try to better each other. They were both like butting heads to begin with because they both don't really like each other and their kind of uh, manner of playing, which is also true in real sports. I mean, you'll find people who play different styles and they hate each other because they can't appreciate that but they're still you know top tier players right so <clears throat> i think it's a very realistic 
style anime. Again, this is one where there's not superpowers. It's just guys trying to be better, practicing, going to games, losing games, winning games, and <clears throat> kind of growing as a person in a team as well. So it's a great uh, volleyball. Um, it's a great sports anime, but volleyball is cool. And it is not, volleyball is not something I keep up with. So it can just show you how good a sports anime can be. It could even get you interested in a sport that you're not interested in. Yeah, I would definitely say that because I, I don't know. I, I watch volleyball every now and then, but it's yeah, not yeah. something when I it's keep like the track Olympics, of. I watch it, or when they have like huge tournaments. But yeah, it's not something you really keep track of. But yeah, it's it's one thing to have an anime that really makes that like an exciting kind of concept. Sure. Um, next up, and you might have to help me on this one too, uh, Grappler Baki. So now we're getting into kind of the gray areas. Uh, this one was listed on Wikipedia as a sports anime. I don't know that I agree with that because it seems like it's like a fighting style anime or maybe it starts as a fighting style anime, but then it turns into like he's fighting in underground brawls. There are like mercenaries with guns involved. He fights swordsmen. He fights genetically engineered like super people. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't really a sports anime or manga this is just kind of like it was started i would compare it more to dragon ball z where it's like you know it started with martial arts but now we've kind of grown well beyond anything like that i don't know uh but yeah yeah so there there was a there is an original manga and i think an original anime called uh the grappler baki the grappler um and i really don't know much about that um, but I do know about the new Netflix uh, anime called Baki, just straight Baki, and it is pretty much like you're saying, you know, a bunch of these buff guys that, you know, it's based in martial arts, like, it does a good, I, I don't know, I can't say it's a good job, but it does diversify by showing a bunch of different styles of, of uh, martial arts, you know, not just being like, oh, they just fight each other like Dragon Ball, like, they go into it like, hey, this guy is good at grappling, this guy's good at... You know, I think there was like a sumo wrestler in there. There's there's guys that just do different t techniques. Um, so it was cool in that aspect, but honestly, like you were saying, I just see it as like Dragon Ball Z. It's like an action anime uh, half the time because um, the one thing I didn't like because I watched, I think, like the first few episodes and I was kind of interested, but it was just too overdone for me. Um, the... Like, all the characters in there were, like, huge buff. I mean, like, unrealistically levels of buff. And that just took away from it a little bit. I was just like, nah, as an anime, let alone, I didn't, I didn't think of it as a sports anime, again. Because, you're right, it was, like, illegal fighting. So, like, illegal fighting isn't, isn't a sports, you know. Legit sports is like, oh, there's rules to fighting and wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, but this is just, like, beat your opponent into submission or until they die. Yeah, and... The uh, the other thing is it it just it seems to struggle with what a lot of uh, martial arts kind of stories struggle from where it's like it's got to escalate everything. Um, I haven't watched the series, but I do remember watching a YouTube video about it, where I think they talked about how the world gets threatened by like a caveman who gets unfrozen, who's just so strong that they can't beat him with any human weapons, and I'm like. Okay, so this is just completely... We're just throwing every, all logic out the window here. And I'm just, yeah, and that's where... It, yeah. For me, that's where it would stop being a sports anime and start being an action anime. That's yeah. completely action. And that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't categorize it as a sports anime or manga. And 
you know, that's it. I'm yeah, just even though it's got, even though it had its bases in there, it doesn't have that. So yeah, yeah. next again, one, it, it may be something you like. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just knocking it as a sports anime. And then next one up. So uh, this is probably the biggest gray area for me. So <laughs> Inazuma Eleven. Uh, so this is technically a soccer anime, uh, or it's a manga, anime, and a video game. So take your pick. But anyway, technically, yeah. technically it is based in soccer, but it's one of those stories where the characters have like ridiculous superpowers, and I can't. You're gonna, Ozzy. You watch some of the clips, so you'll have to give me your opinion. But I cannot tell if it's like okay, these superpowers are real and they're like really affecting the game, or if it's like cutesy and it's like oh, this is just what the people are seeing in their heads because this is how crazy the battle is between these two guys. But basically, yeah, it's like soccer with superpowers. So you'll have like one guy will, like, have, like, the super wind thing and he'll just blow by the people who are defending and they'll fall onto the ground in dramatic fashion, you know, because he's just that good. And then I think uh, the Goldie, who is the main character, has, like, a Buddha palm that he can block the... Yeah. Block shots with. It's... Like we talked about before the thing, if uh, any of our listeners have played... uh, Super Mario Strikers. It's a lot like that. It's very similar. So, what's your take, Ozzy? I don't, I don't know where to put this one. This is weird. Yeah, I'm, I watched some clips because I've never heard of this, never ever. So when you picked it out, I was like, oh, okay, well, let me look at it. Um, and actually, the clip I watched was Inazuma Eleven anime versus real life. So they kind of tried to play it back to real life. And because soccer is the sport that I do kind of keep up with, I do appreciate, I, you know, I played a, I played a lot growing up as a kid, never in, on a team, but, you know, within my family and stuff like that. And um, it's just kind of hilarious to watch. And I think it has, it has its place um, to, like, get people excited about soccer if you're not really into soccer. But, like, me as somebody who watches soccer and, like, knows that there's you know, exciting things that happen in soccer, this is just laughable. I just, I mean, I'd rather just watch the clips than watch the real anime because, yeah, there it, it doesn't look like it actually happens like, like it could be what they see in their head. It actually looks like real life because at one point, the kicker, the striker did like this weird like kick where all of a sudden the ball got wings and it was like flying around and then the goalie, like you said, he like powered up his arm and like, Instead of catching the ball, he punches the ball, which is like, like th- that goes against everything that you do as a goalie. The goalie is to stop the ball. You don't want to punch it back for them to get the ball again. You want to stop it so you can get the ball to your team. So it's just like I'm just like chuckling here, like that's not even like. I mean, it, are there some realism into it? Yeah, I mean, at the base of it, the guys are you know passing the ball like you. Like you would want to centering the ball, like you would want to. They're, they're the not does. using. They're not using their hands. They only score when the ball goes right. in the net. They, they, yeah, it's obviously still soccer, but it's just so dramatized and that's crazy. Like you were, you were comparing it to like Beyblade when they like they shoot out their Beyblades, and yeah, it's, you know, spinning tops they fight, but then like all of a sudden they like call on their spirit animals and their spirit animals fight. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So that's kind of what I saw with that. It's I, I've never heard of this, so I just kind of laugh at it looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to hedge on calling it a sports anime because I guess it meets the technical definition. 
And if you look at all the stuff that doesn't happen on the field, they're really focused on the idea of we want to be the best at soccer. But it's one of those where it's just like, it's so ridiculous. It's really hard to categorize it as a real world sports anime. So I, I don't know. It, that's a t- that's. Well, at the end of the day, like you said, if they're striving to be the best, then it is a sports anime because their goal has to do with being in the sport. Is it a, an ideal anime for me? No, because it's nowhere near real. Um, so that's where, I mean, kind of like you were saying, like it's nowhere a, a, a real anime. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing. Uh, but I guess you're right. Technically, it's, it's in the sport. It's about being the best at the sport. Next up, so... I don't, I'm not really sure on how to pronounce this. Kaniku, Kaniku, Kanikuman? Kanikuman. Uh, or Ultimate Muscle. So I'm just going to call it Ultimate Muscle. I don't... I always knew it was Ultimate Muscle. I, I don't know if they're the exact same. I think Ultimate Muscle might have been like the sequel or something. But either way, okay. they're, they're basically the same. So I'm just going to read what it says on Wikipedia for the original. The story involves a clumsy, foolish, comical superhero who discovers that he is the missing prince of the planet Kiniku. Uh, Since he is a clumsy fool, however, he must prove himself worthy of the throne. To do so, he enters wrestling competitions and battles evil Chojin, culminating in a tournament between Kinikuman and five pretenders to the throne. You know, many of the allies and villains or arrogant... Many of Kikuman's allies begin as villains or arrogant heroes. So, and this is technically qualified as like a WWE-style um, wrestling <laughs> manga. Which, I, and I guess they had an anime. I don't think it ever came out in the States. But yeah, so that's technically a WWE uh, manga. But it's completely outlandish, and I think the goals are a little different. I guess... They're using wrestling as, like, in place of the goal. Where, like, if you become a champion of wrestling, you can become king of the planet again. I, I, I'm i just going to be honest. I haven't seen this. I just thought it was so ridiculous that I had to put it on the list. Um, no, that's fine. I, I, I have not seen it. But for some reason, I remember the lead character because he has such a strange design. Um, whether I, I did watch it as a kid and just don't remember, or it just I've seen it once and it always stuck with me. But the, the main character design is always something that I that I just remember as a wrestler, and I just don't remember what it was based of, based off of what you told me. It didn't strike a bell, but um, yeah, it's 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 definitely outlandish because like I look at some of the steals and it does look like WWE, very like flamboyant, very uh, you know wrestler heels. Um, you know, very showman-like, um, which is which is cool. I mean, it's not not something that I would be interested in. Uh, but I guess based off the plot you're saying, it is kind of using the sport as a driver for an ulterior motive, which is like to become the prince or whatever, or become the king. Um, almost like a tournament-based kind of like Dragon Ball Z. Like you have your tournament, you have to be the best. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of where I get lost. I could see this as potentially being a sports manga and anime, and I can see why people would think that. I personally don't categorize it, uh, just because, like we said, it's like it's not 
and maybe something happens in the manga and I'm just not aware of it because I didn't read it. But yeah, it does not seem like it's his goal was to become the best wrestler. His goal is to prove himself to be the king of the planet or whatever. So that seems a little different. Last up before last up is how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? So this is a manga and anime that came out pretty recently. So this is basically a comedy story about a bunch of girls who go to join a gym uh, because they want to lose weight. And then it turns out the gym is full of bodybuilders uh, and it's a comedy anime. It's, it's pretty funny. This one was probably the easiest for me, though. This is definitely not a sports anime. Unless you really want to... the You could argue that bodybuilding is a sport, but, like, none of the main characters participate, and I don't I don't think it counts. What, what are you going to get? Are you going to get on me about calling bodybuilding not a sport? No, I mean, I, I think I agree, and let's... I mean, I know we're sitting here talking about like whether it's a sports anime or not. That doesn't mean it's not a good anime or good manga. It may be a great story, but we're just sitting here talking about whether it really should be called. And this is based off of like Juice You Finding Wiki. And I agree. I don't think this one, like based off the story and based off the plot that I've listened, like it uses sports. Sports is in there. Yeah, weightlifting can be seen as a sport. Um, it's not a sport that I would ever look into, be interested in at all. But, um, it doesn't use it as the driving force to, you know, tell the story. It's just kind of like, oh, that's an activity we do. That's fine. That's cool. But obviously it's a drama slash comedy about this girl who is just trying to lose some weight and, you know, the people that she meets. And that's that's a good story to tell. It's just not a sport to him. Well, right? I'm, not, I'm not dissing the anime itself. I don't know if I was not clear enough on the intro to this, but this whole section is really more about what do we categorize as a sports anime versus what do we not I actually like the manga. I haven't watched the anime of this. Right, and you said it was good. It was funny, and that's cool. I, I like to see that. Um, I mean, obviously, there's people that do sports in real life, but it's not their life. So it's kind of like that. Like they do things, but that's not their life. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So I don't think that this is really categorized as that. But now we've kind of got a good idea of what we th- view being a sports manga versus uh, not a traditional sports manga, what we consider to be a good sports manga. Now you can get upset if I start critiquing somebody's anime or manga. This is where we get into good or not. So I had a few key questions. I'm not sure about what your opinion is on some of these. Uh, I just wrote them up beforehand. So first off, for a good sports manga, does it need to explain the sport does it need to go into like how the sport is played and what the rules are or any of that uh i i think it depends on the sport uh honestly because i think some sports you know are more popular with your people uh or with your uh audience i guess and some sports you really do need to sit down and explain uh i think i've seen american football uh, Ice Shield 21, for example, has really really needs explaining because nobody in Japan really knows about that as a sport. And I can totally understand that. Whereas a lot of the baseball anime and manga just go straight into it. They don't really worry about it because most people know how baseball goes. But what's your opinion, Ozzy? Do you feel like there needs to be some explanation in a good sports manga? Or are you pretty comfortable just getting into it? 
have to say yes. I think a good a good manga slash anime sports story definitely has to explain it because I think that's what makes me appreciate it more is that the writer and the storyteller understands the sport especially as a person who likes sports and knows the rules and i'm like oh yeah i mean i don't need you to tell me but the fact that you took time to do that the fact that you took time to actually be um authentic that makes me appreciate it and enjoy the anime more so when i think of the ones that i do like like haikyuu and i recently started watching major second they have moments, and I don't need you to do a whole episode. I don't need you to take 20 minutes. But if you take 30 seconds, it's just be like, oh, he did this. And just like pull aside and be like, oh, so when you do this, this is what you're not supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. That's the rule. Like, I think that's nice. I, I really do enjoy the, um, that aspect to be able to tell the, the person, this is how it's done. Even though we all know it half the time if you're reading that sports anime you know what the rules are but every now and then you may get interested into one that you don't know like Haikyuu I don't know anything about volleyball besides the basics of like oh yeah you hit it over the net you can only hit it so many times you score you go back and forth you have sets but it went down and broke down every position it broke down what each position does and it didn't take long and it didn't bore me so I think it, that's a good thing to have well and I guess Again, going back to, I think it's better when it does explain somewhat. I don't need, like you said, I don't want a full chapter being like, here's right, right, no. here's all the rules of baseball. Like, I don't need that. Yeah, I think that. But yeah, I, I think the author knows that the people reading it already have a base knowledge, like you were saying. But it's nice to reiterate these things just for the people that do appreciate it. Well, and I think there is kind of like this understanding with uh, sports uh, manga, sports comics writers. Where it's kind of like your fans, even if they don't have an implicit knowledge, they should have enough knowledge to pick up on what you're putting down. So even if you don't explain like what a out is in baseball, they can probably figure out that like, oh, he's out. He's not on the field anymore. Yeah, that, yeah that's you not... figure out, oh, you need three and then you can switch sides. Exactly, exactly. You know, it doesn't need to be explained over and over again because you're going to see it so many times that... Even if you don't know it, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. Oh, okay, this is what's going on. So, but I do appreciate it when they explain in more detail, like some of the subtleties, because that's something that yeah, really slips by. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. It's the subtleties of the sport that real fans appreciate and know that's what makes the sport so good, right? Exactly. Um, so, next up, what character archetypes does a manga, a sports manga, need to fill, if any? So this is the hardest one for me uh, because usually when I read a sports manga, I see the same like one or two archetypes. I see like the downtrodden nobody who like learns the sport and is suddenly like the best at the sport or the guy who really wants to be good at the sport and he works really, really hard and becomes sort of good at the sport. I think those are like the two big archetypes. And frankly, they kind of drive me crazy. But I also understand that that's exactly what people hang on to is that kind of catharsis of being like, you know, all it takes is working really hard and I can really pay off so uh, I can succeed at something, which, you know, real life doesn't always work out that way. But, yeah, I, 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 do you buy into needing those type of archetypes or do you want to see something else out there? Um, I feel like it's just like any other story. You kind of have to have 
I mean, you can't really stray away too much from the archetypes because then you lose some fans. I mean, people want to see shonen like animes and mangas because they have the same lead character and people gravitate towards that. And I think with sports, those are the two major tropes that you see with, you know, either a prodigy who's lazy or somebody who strives to be the best but takes a long time to get there. And also, I think those are just the most entertaining to watch. You don't want to watch somebody who's like middle of the road and it's just like, whatever. I mean, you want to watch somebody who may be middle of the road but strives to be the best and ends up being the best. And I think the biggest thing is making sure to show their journey in reality. Because even prodigies have days where they lose. Like, I don't want you to show me a prodigy who wins every game and is like undefeated for his whole life. No, I mean, even prodigies have their moments where they can't overcome something but that means they have to learn or you know i don't want to see somebody who's a loser all the time and you know takes too long to get to a point where he's good i want to see some progression so i think i'm not i'm never offended by the archetypes at least in sports animes and mangas like as long as it's not like the i've seen some where the main character has to be like overly determined and like unrealistically determined like oh i'm gonna be the best no matter what you do like i like the ones where the guy's like i want to be the best you know but i know that there's going to be obstacles i have to train i know my weaknesses sometimes they like characters just come out the gate and they're like i'm gonna be the best you can't stop me like that's i get that enough in shonen i don't want that in sports so that that archetype i think is probably my most annoying annoying one and that I have. I think I watched a basketball anime. I forgot the name of it. It's a most. It's a recent anime where the guy like just shows up and he's like super intimidating and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be the best. And he is good, but it's just like I'm just turned off by someone who's not approachable and it's just like, it's like just wants to beat people. To be, he's just every time he like play me right now, I'm gonna beat you. I'm like this. This that. That's not how people really are when it comes to sports. Well, I don't know. I would say some obviously, people, but... Obviously there are, but when I think of the people that have a love for the sport and really, you know, become idols of the sport, you know, they realize that sometimes it's a team sport, you have to work together, you have to... Your skills are going to develop and you're going to get better by playing people and appreciating other styles, but you are not. You don't just, like, blindly go in and be like, play me now. Like, well, that's, it, just too, that's just too traumatic to me. So I mean, that archetype, I don't like... Playing off of other, you know, basketball players, like Kobe was very competitive, but he understood that you have to also make your team work because it's a bunch of guys out there. And even Michael Jordan uh, really pushed his guys really hard, but at the end of the day it was like, it's because I want us to win. I'm going to push y'all as hard as I feel like you need to be pushed, you know, and I'm not doing it to, like, prove anything. I'm just doing it because I want to win. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, there's a difference to a desire to win and a desire to just say you're the best. And Well, and I think what you're getting at is a key to my thought on the prototype and my thought on the next question, which is how, how does a story need to develop? So there needs to be a cre- clear and tangible goal for these characters to kind of make it reasonable. It's one thing for a baseball character to be like, I want to go to Koshien, I think that's how it's pronounced, which is the big baseball high school tournament in Japan. And that's another one to be like, I want to be the best baseball player in the world. And I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? That could could be anything. And there's like nine 
There's nine positions in baseball. Like if you could end up anywhere, it doesn't. It's it's completely untangible. Whereas you know, saying like I want to get my team to this big playoff thing, that's something you can wrap your head around. You don't even have to say you want to win it. I just want to get there. Like that's that's a challenge in and of itself. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, I kind of cut you off there. What were what are your no, thoughts? No, you're right, and that's a good transition into how the story develops. And I haven't read and finished a lot of sports anime and mangas, so I don't really know what I prefer or what I like. Um, I think at the end of the day, as long as there is a goal, um, and I think as long as there are small goals within you know arcs or chapters, I think that's what makes it interesting to me. Like. Obviously, you have tournaments every year. Obviously, you have tournaments every couple of months. Uh, but even smaller within that, when you have a lead character or a player, maybe their goal for the next few chapters are to master this technique or to get better. And I like I like things like that. Like I don't always want it to just be like, oh, we're just going to go to this tournament. Let's just play this tournament. Let's play this tournament. Let's play this tournament. Um, and like I said, I haven't read a lot to know whether there are some that are like that. Um but I think as long as you're developing the characters when it comes to their techniques, their their um, abilities, and especially their um, the dynamics within the team, I think you can tell you can tell a story for as long as possible, really, because sports are never ending. You know, you can get new team members, you can go to a different team, you can play in a different league, you can play different tournaments every year. So you can be as creative as you want. Um, just like, um, just like we were talking about the uh, the uh, boxing anime. What was it? Uh, Hajime no Ippo. Hajime no Ippo. Like that thing is so long, but you can do that because you're developing the character slowly, and not just like all of a sudden he's the best. We're done. Like obviously, but, it takes time, right? And then that's kind of my final topic is like, where should it end? I think it's a lot easier for a lot of the high school. Animes and mangas, Haikyuu is a great example because it ends when you graduate. You played the sport, you got good at it, you did yeah, your, you did your thing in the playoffs. The risk that you take with a story like Hajime no Ippo, and I mean maybe the writer's cool with this, is that it just goes on forever. Like if he wants to keep it going till Ippo gets old and he's a boxing trainer and it turns into Rocky, which I guess it kind of already is, uh, Rocky and Creed then he can do that. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it because then it would be like 3,000 chapters long. Yeah. But I mean, he could unique, do that. Yeah. It's a unique way to go about it. Um, I feel like people could get burnt out with it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm kind of over it. I do. I, I always prefer short stories. Like, I just want to have an end to it because it makes me appreciate it more. more. Um, that's just me. So, yeah, like you were saying with like high school-like stories, like – really only have four years maybe a few more if you start middle school but it's nice to do, to know that because um there are a lot of sports athletes that college is their thing and don't make it in the professional world or they do so it's nice to see that they appreciate the you know the the school sports right from middle school to high school because it's still very competitive there are a lot of places like in, in america Football, college football is one of the biggest things on the planet, right? To us, at least. Um, and there's a lot of college football players that don't do anything after college. So it's nice to just have an ending there. Like you said, you graduate, you're done. Yeah, you can go into professional sports, but that's another story. Let's just leave it where it's at. Because I think with 
especially the age group that usually people focus on, which is high school and college, or maybe um, middle school, there's a lot of growth a possibility. Because uh, once you're a professional, I feel like as a person, you're already there. Um, and that's what makes another good another good aspect to animes and mangas is the actual fact that you're growing the character outside of the sport. Yeah, you're growing the character, sure, as a athlete, but are you growing him as you know a teenager? Are you growing him into an adult uh, and helping him with sports, right? I think well, that's cool. And, and this also might just be a thought because I'm older now. I don't like stories that go on forever. I used to feel younger. I was like, man, I wish these stories would go on forever. As I've seen it kind of develop, I've, I've realized that stories that go on forever kind of start to implode on themselves because they run into the same problems that any long story runs into. You know, like, where do you go? You know, if you're on top of the world like you are with Epo, like, how do you escalate? Is it just going to him fighting title matches over and over and over again from now on? You know, it's it's... Uh, what what happens in the world around your character? Like, do they actually express outwards to stuff outside of sports? So there's all kinds of, like, weird difficulties that you run into with those uh, problems. And I just like the idea now of sports anime that, like, has a clear-cut ending. Even if it's just something basic. Like, it doesn't even, like, I just want to be, like, if it's a... MLB player, if it's like a player, it's just like, I want to just be drafted by the player. And then they can show like them getting drafted or them with their team. And we don't have to know that story. We just know that they made right, it it's like, and they got their yeah. goal and it's over. Yeah. It's like the story of um, Rudy. So Rudy is a great story because it is a story of him getting to where he wants to be. But we really only see one game and that's it. We're not sitting here to see him become the best which is fine if there's a story like that but it's a story of his journey to get there um, obviously there's not as much sports involved but um, like you're saying like there's a goal to get drafted and that's a big it's a big deal is there a larger story afterward there could be but the fact that you break it up there that's that's enough for people to relate to and that's enough for people to understand I, I just want to point out since you brought up Rudy uh, and Rudy did his only tackle against Georgia Tech, which is my uh, college. Oh, there you go. You're Ru- Rudy, Rudy was offsides. I just want to point that out. Uh, anyway. Oh, That's okay. That's okay. There's a lot of errors that happen and go uncalled. Uh, Tom Brady never took that ball. That was a fucking... <laughs> That's, the, that was, that was possibly That's the fun. biggest travesty of all time. So really quick, I'm just going to burn through the next two basic questions. So anime is interesting. Uh, anime and sports are interesting because... I think the despite what we talked about earlier with there being a difference between the two cultures, uh, they also have a lot of similarities. Like you saw me wear the Acuna jersey uh, on Friday when we went to go play disc golf. And like technically that's me cosplaying Acuna. I know I'm really stretching the definition here, but you know, I am wearing his uniform that he wears on the field when he plays in the game. Technically... Uh, I that, mean, I guess you could yeah, that. Yeah, technically will, you could say that, yeah. But why do kids buy basketball player shoes? Because they hope that they can emulate their favorite sports player, right? Yeah, and I mean, That's you true. see the same thing in uh, anime uh, with, you know, famous, not necessarily athletes in their sports, but also with, you know, main characters in their stories. So I think the fandoms, despite their differences probably in how they were born and raised, share a lot of similarities in how... 
motivated they are and how interested they are in the, in the subject matters that they're kind of looking into. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much else to say about that. Are there any other sports that you're kind of hoping get anime in the future? Or is there anything that you're kind of looking forward to? I don't know. If Honestly, you... now that we brought up like all this stuff, like I feel like there's so many sports that, um, that already have animes. I mean, I've grown to appreciate sports anime more, um, but I usually get my fill with real sports. But I, I don't know if you've seen this online. Uh, there's a there's a one on Crunchyroll now called Burning Kabaddi, which is about. I, I just saw that. Yes, it's about soccer, right? No, it's about Kabaddi. Kabaddi is like a whole other sport that I was totally oh. unfamiliar with, but it's like um, it's like team wrestling so like they have like one guy who's got to get to the other side of the mat and then the rest of the team is trying to stop him or block for him and it's just like whoa that's intense but anyway so yeah that's interesting but yeah i mean clearly there's a lot of motivation out there for other things uh oh yeah this is strange yeah okay i see you i want to see a curling anime come on baby I would like Let's to see it. 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 Well, I also want to see a disc golf anime because I really do think that would do well. Um, because you could really animate like the disc spinning very well. I can just like see it in my head. Like, I want to see like, I, like a tie, like a ping pong like animation where like the disc is like very like not very well drawn, but it just looks like super cool in there. Well, I, I, I keep telling you about King Golf, and I feel like King Golf should get an anime. Yeah, maybe I need to look at that. But yeah. but but with that said, I think a disc golf anime in the in Azuma Eleven style would actually be really cool. Because they don't. Because if they like do like oh my sacred throwing technique, I'm like you know I could actually buy into that. Because some of the shit they do in disc golf, I'm like whoa, how did you make the disc do that? It's my, well, every disc is different. So I guess and every disc has like a name. You could like technically. You could technically give the disc like powers, and they just kind of do the normal stuff. Yeah, I, I'm just stuff. saying. I think. Like, oh, this! I'm gonna activate my skip power, and the the, the disc skips, which yeah. is the actual thing you can. I'm do, gonna right? get my like, like my my rolling yeah armadillo or whatever, where you just roll. There you it go. And it All right, we're already starting a disc golf anime. This is this is it right now. We got, uh, we, we got we got plans. So yeah, I mean, clearly, sports anime has a big future, and uh, we're gonna have to copyright that idea and see what we can do. But uh, we're pretty much done with our talk on sports anime, unless you have anything else to add, Ozzy. Um, no, um, let's see. Um, we did. We were going to talk about, I mean, just kind of like any of the newer ones that um, maybe we could recommend. I guess we did recommend some of them, like Haikyuu, and I did start watching. I, I do want to uh, shout out Major Second, um, because this goes to show... Well, oh, go ahead and finish your thing on Major Second. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, this this anime actually made me really appreciate baseball, which I've always liked baseball, but baseball has become dry for me for many reasons. Um, but this anime has been done well, and manga, it's the, because Major, the original, is also about baseball, and it moves into Major Second, which is about this kid. Um, but it does a good job of making sure that sports is the driving force, but also really grow the characters. And like I said before, that's a big deal. Um, that makes a good anime that you don't just like, oh, we're just trying to be the best. Oh, but we're just trying to grow up and deal with life, but also be in a sport. So that's a that's one of the better ones that I've watched recently that got me excited to be an anime fan and to learn to appreciate sports animes. 
Right. Okay. So yeah, clearly still a lot left with sports anime as far as the recommendations go. I mean, I was kind of hoping to save this for the recommendation section, but since we're just throwing stuff out there, King Golf, really good manga. Check that out if you get a chance. But uh, yeah, why, since we're on to manga recommendations, uh, let's talk about Meruko-chan. So uh, spoilers ahead, possibly, for Meruko-chan, uh, the... Uh, Manga and upcoming anime uh, about the girl who can see spirits. Uh, Ozzy, you were the new one to this series. Why don't you go ahead and give me your thoughts? So uh, I started it. um, Really wasn't sure what I was getting into because um, it really it's not. There's not a lot going on besides this girl can see spirits. That's kind of what I got from uh, the description and the first few chapters. But, um, yeah, that's the basis of it. She's a high schooler, I guess, middle schooler. I I think she's a high schooler. Um, And it's just her being able to see spirits. So, um, and the spirits don't necessarily do anything. They just kind of, they're obviously relating to something in life or a character, but they just kind of are seen. And she can see them. They can kind of tell that she's there seeing them, sort of. And um, it just causes some comedic situations with her friends who are kind of around and don't see them or in situations where she has to interact with them but doesn't want to acknowledge them, Uh, at least from what I've read for the first 10 chapters because we kind of said we would watch the first, uh, read the first 10 or so chapters. I think I read the first 12. Um, But I actually really ended up liking it because of where they went with it. At least in the first few chapters, they... um, they end up using this ability to tell stories, uh, not just like be comedic relief or her being just like, Oh, you icky, which there are some parts of that. Um, but it transitioned into her being able to see certain ghosts of certain things and writing a story about that. Like an instance, one that I really liked because I have pets and I, I, I like animals, um, was, her friend found a kitten in the middle of the street. She thought it was cute, but she wanted to make sure it went to a home. Uh, so Mirku could see spirits by then, and um, they were, I guess, giving the cat away, and they met a couple people who were interested, and one guy came up, and he was just like this clean-cut-looking guy. I'm assuming he was attractive because they were blushing, I think, at one point. And, and her friend was like, let's give it to this guy. This guy looks like he would be responsible um but miraku could actually see that that guy had cat spirits around him and evil cat spirits not like oh cute cat spirits it seemed like he may have had a lot of cats in his past that did not like him so miraku was like nah no way and her friend was like oh yeah, but why and then and then to the contrary we got another guy show up and he was like a skinhead looking guy I think he had a mohawk technically he had like a leather jacket it looked like he was part of a biker gang and he actually had like these like cat spirits that looked like um, like good spirits they, yeah, had, like- they were happy um, they looked like charms they were cute and Miracle could see that and she said let's do this guy her friend was like no he looks weird are you sure and he's like yes I'm sure and the cat ended up having a good life it was short it was quick and it was cute and 
I thought that was great. I thought that was a great way to tell a story, and it did technically say, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, and that's pretty much the moral of the story. It's a nice little short story saying, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, and um, that was one of the chapters that I did enjoy. So I like where they're going with that. I'm actually going to keep reading it, and I'm going to actually watch the anime when it comes out soon because um, I think it'd be kind of a good anime to watch. I think we're both kind of worried about how they interpret it, but I think overall it's a good story. I'll be curious to see where it goes. Um, that much is sure. Yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, it definitely develops into a more solid like story for everybody, but it does kind of keep that um, interesting where it's like both there's kind of a mystery that you're trying to figure out about what exactly do these spirits mean to different people, but also Correct. what is the impact of, you know, her being able to see this and can she kind of learn to either deal with or kind of make use of these spirits one way or the other, you know? So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And I do like that. It's not your normal, like action anime manga where this lead character gains this ability and he's like, I have to use it for good. Like, no, she, for like the first few episodes, she really wants to just ignore people. She's like, I'm going crazy. Maybe I'll get some charms and they'll go away. Maybe tomorrow I'll stop seeing them. Like, it's not like, yeah, everyone would be that way for, like, in normal manga and anime, I feel like the lead character would be that way for, like, the first episode, but then afterwards he'd have, like, this, like, realization moment where he's like, I need to use this to do this. She doesn't have that, and that's not the type of story they're trying to tell. This is kind of a drama uh, where, you know, she's going to encounter spirits and, I guess, learn how to work with them, work uh, around them, and I like how slowly they've taken it so far. She's not, like, like, oh, I'm going to make this world better. No, she's just like, I'm just going to encounter them and deal with them as I go. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm i glad you liked it. Moving on to this yeah, week. Yeah, thank you. Moving and I recommend it for people. So. Well, moving on to this week, our recommendations for this one. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give your recommendation? I think it was – or did Major Second technically count as uh, your recommendation? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Major Second. Um, it is a manga. It, the original anime is called – Major, which is uh, like a generation before Major Second, because uh, it's all one family. Um, and that one is good from what I hear, too. So if you like baseball, I think this is a good one. Even if you don't like baseball, I learned to like it based off of how you know they told a story and how relatable the, the uh, characters are. So I uh, definitely recommend that. So my recommendation this week is a manga. It's a pretty old I don't have the exact publication date, um, but it, I know it's an older one, and it was a short-lived manga, so it's only got 33 chapters, and that's where it wrapped up. But it's called uh, Tepu, that is T-E-P-P-U-U, and this is a female MMA manga, and let me kind of read you the summary from this site. Ishido Natsuo is a gifted girl who can achieve anything she wants in sports. Because of this, she is permanently bored, as there aren't any real challenges to her abilities to make her feel alive. One day, she receives an invitation from a married girl to join her martial arts club. Irritated by her happy expression, Natsuo decides to accept the invitation as a pretext to beat her up, but receives a shocking surprise. So, I think that's kind of a summary, but based. I, what I liked about this story that doesn't really get come across there is 
Natsuo is really, like, kind of a prick. She's just such a dick about everything she does in this manga. And you can get the feeling of why people really don't like her. And obviously, she's got her reasons. And eventually it gets comes up and yada, yada, yada. But, like, you don't get a lot of those where the main character is... Kind of like you said, is an annoying main character to start off where it's like, oh, I'm just so good. But it's also like they're just not even that interested in how good they are. They just like crushing other people's dreams. And so for me, this was kind of like an interesting one to start off with where it's like this main character would essentially be the villain in any other story. <laughs> so this was an interesting one and it took me in a couple of directions that I wasn't really expecting. Um I will say, obviously, it's MMA-based, and it was written around the time of early MMA, so I wouldn't necessarily follow any of the moves 100% accurately. They're probably not what's happening nowadays, but a lot of the training regimens do seem very interested. So uh, give it a chance and check it out. Uh, Tepu, definitely worth your time. Uh, All right, so is, that's, that's the one we're going to try to read and review next week? Yes, sir. That's the plan. Okay. I'm excited. It looks, it looks fun. And it actually, it's funny how we were sitting here talking about sports animes and the tropes, and literally off the bat, it's the prodigy and board trope immediately. So. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is definitely got some trope aspects in there, but we'll see. Alrighty. Um, that's going to end us up for this week. Uh, still working on that email, so I'll set that up next time. <laughs> and uh, thanks, as always, to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Y'all stay healthy and happy out there and have a good rest of your week. Good night, everybody. Later. Later.